You're about to enter a world of time, a world of space, a world of ideas. You are about to enter the Unsociablest Podcast. Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. This season sucks. This season absolutely sucks. I want to I want to support Liverpool unconditionally and I do still, but it's you know, it's following a like this this season of football just probably shouldn't have happened, right? In the same way yeah. that we shouldn't have had a Super Bowl that the NBA had to live inside a bubble in order to play. Like we should probably have not done this. Yeah, but heaven forbid our entertainers try to strike. Otherwise, the president, a former president, will have to step up. Oh yeah, God, that still dry is crazy to me. That Barack Obama comes out of his jet skiing with Richard Branson retirement in order to tell everybody that no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do any uh, any labor organizing, even if you're a multimillionaire <sighs> who plays for the Miami Heat or whoever. Yeah, no one, no one is safe from the uh, ravishes of capitalism in the wake of a massive pandemic. Yeah, but anyhow, like this, this season has been coming hard and fast. It's not like a, it's not like baseball where they have like seven games in seven days. Like, <clears throat> as fun as some people may find baseball, I'm not one of them. But it's obviously not as physically demanding a sport as soccer. So when you have every two days or some days you are scheduled to play the next day it's uh it's a bit shitty and they they do this essentially because they had to start the season later they were like all right we're pushing this off for covid so they started it about two two months late and basically just crammed the whole fucking season into the same amount of time and so liverpool plays a very physically demanding type of soccer and uh it there've been a number of they other controversies but like that is a huge deal is that there's no recovery time well i am sorry that your team is a uh, i'm sad about it kind of is getting their ass handed to them lately that does suck but you know heaven forbid we just take a year off from everything otherwise capitalism wouldn't be able to continue to thrive yeah it fucking blows um i wish that there was any other opportunity or any other alternatives because it seems that the alternative that they offered us, the one that everybody was like, you have to do this or else you'll be, I don't know, you're a Trump supporter. Joe Biden being in charge has essentially been the exact same shit. In that we were still playing through, you know, fucking hockey seasons and soccer season and baseball and basketball all during the uh, Trump, uh, the, the last year of Trump. Like we, I know people who specifically voted for <laughs> Oh, Biden for Biden, because they thought he was going to take coronavirus seriously and shut down the country or, you know, do the things necessary. He, I mean, he literally to Biden's credit. He told everyone he wasn't going to do that. He was yeah. pretty he flat out said we're not going to shut anything down except for the virus. He was honest. There are so many people who are even like after all the stuff Biden has done in his first month in office to prove that he had no intent of changing things. So many people are still just like, oh, Joe Biden, he's he's really so much better. Oh, everything's so much better now. And look how wonderful he is. Oh, he signed this bill that 
is literally less am, less ambitious than W than W's old uh, Hurricane Katrina relief bill. He's so great. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and so I I I feel like it's getting to a point where people because we've only been in his fucking tenure, well his, but whoever's pulling the strings for him for about a month, not even a month yet. What we're coming up against is there have been nearly 30,000 people deported as of right now after he had made promises to halt deportations. Even the, even the stuff he does say he'll do, you have to know he's not going to. Right, and it's like, you know, I I take him at his word when he says nothing will fundamentally change, but I didn't believe for a fucking minute when they said, if you vote for us, we'll give you $2,000. I didn't believe that shit for a second, but obviously it convinced enough people in Georgia to vote for him. And what did it fucking get us? Well, we are. I I refuse to believe that I am ever going to see one penny of that two thousand dollars. The fourteen hundred that ain't coming to me. Oh, I mean, they're gonna keep means testing the fuck out of it, and so it's like, oh well, we finally decided who gets the fourteen hundred dollars, and it's a raffle. One person in the country. We're gonna (laughs) scroll up all the names, and we'll draw a little ball out of there, and uh, that's who gets the fourteen hundred. And then it's like we kept our promise. I wish I could say that I knew you were wrong, but that seems like we're getting closer and closer to that, as opposed to actually giving anybody anything. The Democrats do everything they can to make sure Republicans get elected. They're very good at that. Because they're the same party. There's been, especially since Joe Biden became the nominee and especially since Joe Biden um, became the president-elect, people people on podcasts being like, yes, there is. I'm not going to say that they're the exact same party, but they're the exact same fucking party. They do the exact same things. They both profit by the existence of, existence of the other. I don't see any tangible difference yeah the whole i mean the, when the, here's the thing the whole argument is oh well look at the voting records democrats like vote like 90 percent in favor of these kinds of policies where republicans are always 100 percent against them it's like have you ever noticed how if the democrats have majority suddenly a few more of them have to vote against these things just to make sure it stays under the 50 50 line right now instead of it being mitch mcconnell being in the way it's joe manchin yeah uh, it's uh and if, you know, say, if we had like if we had a 55 Democrat majority in the Senate, suddenly six of them would have to vote against all these things. This is the point of bourgeois democracy is to obscure the actual power mechanics behind uh, the the throne. You have a veneer of democracy. I mean, it's uh, horribly disappointing to watch everything happen and then even more disappointing to watch all of the alleged leftists online who are like, well, we've got to love Joe Biden because, oh my God, so much better. Everything is so much better than it was now, totally. Because, yeah, anything has changed. Literally, one single thing has changed. There is one <laughs> thing that has changed. I don't, I don't know what I'm it is, but I'm sure. It. Give me a second. I'll come up with one. <laughs> oh, 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 there are dogs in the White House. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Because that's all that it is. Is they're they're going to keep giving us the uh, the spectacle. It's not even. Uh, it, it can hardly be called a spectacle because like it, it, spectacles, I can I can deal with. I can deal with shitty uh, Super Bowls. I can deal with some kind of big ticket event. But the idea that they just keep giving me this half-assed propaganda about. The dogs that live in the White House now, I just can't fucking deal with it. It drives me insane. I don't give a fuck if the First Lady wears a scrunchie. And that's not because I don't wear scrunchies. That's because it's unimportant. 
Yeah, but it's all that the people have to cling on to in these times. So they just so they'll the most desperate among us and to insist that uh, things can never go back to normal are going to cling as hard as they can. But the most desperate among us, like the actually most desperate among us, don't give a fuck about these things. They're just oh, waiting for the two thousand dollars. Actual desperation versus desperate to pretend things will ever be normal again. Right. The people who really, really, really just wanted to go to brunch. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I guarantee you, like, I mean, at least the discourse is open, whereas if we had, I hate to say it, if we had voted Hillary in in 2020, or 2016, instead of uh, Trump, I think we would have never had the discussion to begin with. But unfortunately, I also think the discussion is going to fall flat under Joe Biden, so it's not like we're better off for having had Trump, for sure. No, we're definitely not better off. We're I don't know if there's necessarily accelerationism a, is not the way. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not a big acce- accelerationist, but I do think that there is something to be said about the contradictions being exposed and the idea. Like I don't know if I it, it's probably me hope being hopeful, but I thought that how foolish. The, yeah, exactly. My foolish hope uh, is that people would notice thirty thousand people have been deported. And that was, like, exactly the shit that they tried to bludgeon us with, the guilt bludgeon that they used to get us to vote Look for Look at all them. these deportations. We got to stop them. Deportations. I mean, not us cages. personally, but thank you for voting us in. Yeah, right. Somebody's got to stop them. I mean, not us, even though we have the power now. Whatever. Oh, the just... Ex- I, I, I just the, – the amount of uh, – just the general Democrat apology. Oh, they've only had one month. What do you expect? It's like, well, if they have a complete routing majority – Honestly, they could do a lot. They just don't yeah. want to. <laughs> they could do so much. He he signed 19 executive orders. What do you want from him? I want those executive orders to ban fracking. I want any of those executive orders to mean anything more than, oh, we promise we'll do our best. Yeah, and it's like some of those executive orders are just like I- exactly that. They were a, 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 a fake commitment to chase after racial justice despite not defining what that is. Mm-hmm. A, a, a commitment to do X, Y, or Z without defying what any of those letters mean. That's all that they're trying to do. Is- yeah, diffuse this boiling point that – yeah, we're hitting a boiling point in society where people aren't going to be able to take it anymore, and they're doing everything they can to less let the pot simmer more slowly. Yeah, essentially they're just turning down the heat, and we're all still boiling to death. And they're not even turning down the heat. I'll, I'll say it. They're they're exactly the same. Just like I said earlier, they're the same part. Yeah, they just add, they, all they did was add more ingredients to make it look slightly like slightly different affectation. <laughs> yeah, but... but whatever. This is one of those things where we get to a point where. These people, they're they're wearing, and I'm gonna hit this pun, hit this hit this alle- allegory. I don't know this illusion. Very hard. They're wearing masks. They're masking their horrific policies with this sort of faux everyday man kind of shit. With Joe Biden in particular, the the woke politics as well as the kind of folksy. Uh, approachability of Biden, it, it's all fake, and it's a mask for the more uh, virulently hateful and despicable policies of capitalism. But yeah, that seems as good of a point as any to transition into our opening. Uh, I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists, here to bring you another watch-along. Now, what episode of Black Mirror are we watching today, Kyle? Yeah, we're going to be watching the one where that guy fucks a pig. Ah, 
No, we were watching the spent predecessor to Black Mirror. Essentially the same show, but oh, 50 years earlier. No, this one's better. This one's it's, better. It's different. It's, it, it's better in the sense that it predicted further out stuff relative to when it came out. Well, that and, like, uh, so Charles Booker, or Charles, Charles, uh, the guy who made um, Black Mirror essentially is not, uh, he's not great. He's like a kind of center-right dude, and his big issue is that, oh, no, we're, we have technology and technology is bad, whereas uh, Twilight Zone is a much more philosophical it's a much more philosophical show that's asking a lot deeper questions also about how technology affects us, but more importantly about how our psychology and how working together as human beings is affected by technology as opposed to, you know, just like, I don't know, I got cucked, but I can re listen to it back because my eyeballs record everything. As in Black Mirror. Yeah, no, that's that is very that is very fair. The best Black um, Mirror episode is where the British Prime Minister fucks a pig. That is the yeah, best and in that vein, Black you know, yeah, you're right. The anti tech they are a bit heavy on the anti tech thing in Black Mirror, which is less of an issue here. And now I almost wish we were watching the Man in the Cave, but that's neither here nor there. Man in um, the Cave rocks. <laughs> also, go watch that one, but that's not what we're watching today. Just watch Twilight Zone. It's a fun show. Like uh, you know, like lean into the cheese. Enjoy it. Uh, what's his dick? Um, wow, have I forgotten his name? The uh, guy who runs it. Um, he died because he smoked like seven packs a day. Rod Serling, thank you. I was literally Rod Serling seeing some information a, music. Yeah. Uh, Rod Serling is uh, he, he he was an anti-war activist. He was. A, he smoked seven packs a day. He was a total badass. Way cooler than any showrunner that you know about now. But Rod Serling is cool. Or Charlie Booker. Or Charles Booker. Whatever the fuck. He, he's a lame-o. Well, Kyle is right. As long as you don't mind some lower production quality and some cheesiness, Twilight Zone is a much more he cohesively leftist show than anything Black Mirror has ever put out. I think the politics of 19... 19- 60 to 1965 or whatever because of the world that they came out of this post-war labor power that had created like a world that they could live in like i still think that they were close enough to that to recognize that it had given them things right like the 40-hour work week that they recognized that didn't just like exist because capitalists were nice like they recognized that there was a power that forced it mm-hmm. just by just by proximity i feel like there there are better politics but even more so than the politics the philosophy is so much better it's uh and to that end uh we will be watching an episode that actually t- touches on a lot of the evils of capitalism um an episode called the masks which is uh on netflix what season five the 20th something uh, you know you'd know better i believe it is the 20th episode let me make sure it is the 20th episode, yes. All right. So as long as we don't have any technical difficulties, uh, let's get this show on the road. Three, two, one. Play. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. sight. A dimension of mind. So fucking You're cool. moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight.
I'm smoking some weed, so go for it. And that is the only black people you will see. <laughs> that is it. As service workers. At least they at least they established that billionaires are just good, stable people. Stable people throwing lamps at them. Most I, I have a feeling most billionaires are like almost are almost this robotic kind of evil. No, they're. I've just never met one in people. person, but I have met people. I have met one billionaire in my life, and I don't think that he is a good person. He tries to pretend that he is. that you're still here is a tribute to to an inner strength that most of us don't even possess nonsense it's attributable to a cross-grained orneriness not different yeah inner strength and stubbornness are very similar There are a lot of writers who speak through their villains, right? Like they say yeah. the bad thing or the things that they want to say through their villains. And I wonder, like, I see this guy who is obviously not great because he's rich. Yeah. But he's got a brand of uh, stout stubbornness. His orneriness, I like. The kind of uh, collides with an idealization that, you know, fits into uh, the hubris of existence, almost. The masks. I always add an E between the K and the S in masks. I can't say it right. S-K-S. Masks. Yeah, S-K-S really throws me. Whisks. Oh, look, it's his abysmal family. I forgot that you got to see one of the black servants twice in the episode. Donald Trump Jr. And Ivanka. <laughs> they do have the same like vibes as those people. It's straight up Ivanka Jr. 
Except this guy's way cooler than Junior. I don't know. He's still pretty fucking lame in this oh, episode. He's awful. He's awful. But he. But that just that just shows you how awful DJ TJ is. Oh, it'll be such a shame when he dies and we take all his money. It's from shooting up, yo. I, I, I'd say she's Munchausen's. She's very, she is embodied Munchausen's. I've got, I've got a sickness. I'm sick in some way. I'm all, always sick. Pay attention to me. I know that in some people's cases, it's like a psychological thing they can't actually break. But when you're, when you're that kind of wealthy, I don't have as much remorse for you. Oh God, no. More, I think she just wants drugs. Yeah. Which is fine. I also want drugs. Oh yeah, drugs are great. Bearing up. Again, billionaires are evil, but also this guy is... I do like this guy dunking on his shitty family. Can you imagine what Trump does to Jared Kushner, like when it's just him and Oh, yeah. I I really hope he's a dick. I would listen to those recordings, like just since the leisure listening. Oh, my God. It'd be better than any episode of Arrested Development, and I love Arrested Development. (laughs) Speaking of which... Trump is going to be president again in 2024. God, we can only hope because as much as he's an evil, horrible piece of shit, like then it would be funny again. Oh, it, it would. I, I mean, I, we've been us leftists have been proven right nonstop in the last like six years, but it would be like the ultimate. See, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be essentially. You can't. You can't not laugh at it at this point because it's just like what am i gonna care anymore i get it now when people when i was a 2016 bernie guy and all the older leftists were laughing at me i get that i get it i under know i i understand yeah like but we've been dealing with this shit since the 60s and 50s There's Don Jr. Aware as ever. (laughs) I guarantee you Trump makes fun of his own kid like that. (laughs) 
You're dying, but still pay attention to me. I want to go get my rocks off. Paula, stop brushing your goddamn hair. That it is literally great, every though. single scene she's got that hairbrush in her hand. I, I mean, I know it's like an affectation for the character, but it does come across as insincere. Like, even by the standard of this episode and their rich drivel people. So there, this is a later season. This is season five. So the actors in this are actually, like, some of them pretty good. There's a later episode, or earlier episode, I should say, that has, um, what's his dick? James Kirk. Oh, I see. That's a pretty good grab. Uh, what's his face? How do I forget his name? Shatner? Shatner, thank you. William Shatner. He's in one of the episodes. They grab some stars, people who, not to say that William Shatner is a good actor, but I love how hammy it is. I love well, how he, hammy yeah, it is. He leans into the definitely the cheese of this show's vibe in general. Like, the, even, even, and, and this show the is Grumman's definitely a lot less, episode. um, that, that, that's, that's another key distinction between this and Black Mirror. This show is not trying to be, like, edgy or PG-13 or anything like that. It's trying to be as campy as possible. Oh, uh, it's camp. It's on a fucking net network, you know? Like, you can get away with camp, but this is, because of its camp, I feel like it is more honest with people. There is some truth to that. Very good, sir. Look at that. Three scenes. This guy's tearing it up for... This guy, I hope he took back a pretty decent paycheck. Man, Mardi Gras. I have never done a Mardi Gras, and I never intend to. This seems Especially now that COVID's happened, but also even before that. I just It was never going to be my the scene. The closest thing to a real Mardi Gras I did is laugh at a tailgate for a fucking uh, par parade and then go drink at a bar. Yeah, it's still too much for me. <laughs> no, that sounds like a pretty chill evening, but still. They're in New Orleans, though. I feel like I've always had better times when we'd go to, like, fucking uh, karaoke. Oh, yeah, I would love to be able to karaoke again someday. What a world. Maybe, like, in a year. Yeah, maybe in a year. Oh, I'm so bored. Real talk, that's a mood right now. Like, nonstop for the last, like, calendar year. Except that this lady's only been hanging out for like an hour. Oh yeah, no, it's been less than it's been less than a half day. Yeah, just hang out in the house for twelve hours and wear a silly mask and be very rich once he dies. I just don't see how hard this could be, honestly. Oh well, the this it's. 
these I mean and that's that's part of it is like this episode really does display the mask off nature of the wealthy and their inability to cope with even the slightest inconvenience they obviously have I'm not suggesting this makes anything easy but they are weak they're weak and shitty they're that's not all of them but definitely these types like Donald Trump people like old well old money but like at least one generation away it's like wow you guys are worthless like you don't know what you're doing you're just passing around the same fucking check yeah because i mean i say old money but then again even the quote-unquote new billionaires like the elon musks and the bill gates uh have proven themselves to be pretty flimsy in terms of actually standing up for anything i mean i should say that bill gates and elon musk are both people who are coming from some pretty extreme money. Oh, but they no. I mean, Bill Gates made his money the all by himself by being a computer genius who stole all his ideas from everybody around him. Right, a computer genius who stole everything around him, and also had a dad who worked at IBM and could give him access to computers. Was rich because he was working for IBM. Gotta get your polar opposites. Look at this grumpy mask. Can you wear a mask for like three hours until I die to make all the money you could ever hope to have? Ooh, that sounds tough. Greed, avarice, cruelty. I the fact that he's a simpering fucking dweeb <sighs> Yeah, his family is just abysmal. Gutless flab. At least he's the originator of the old money in his family, I guess. That's the idea we're supposed to get, I think. I mean, he probably still did horrible, horrible things to get that money. But he might actually be, like, the first generation to have that money, you know? Maybe the, maybe the second, I don't know. But the point being, he, he was closer to its origin point, and you can tell he's that much more of a real person for it. He's still an awful man, you know, but... He's a charismatic, awful man. Uh, this would be your mask, Wilfred, my boy. It's a face of a dull, stupid clown. that mask gives I me some racist guy, vibes actually. like he he may have who who however he came by his fortune i love that he's torturing his unworthy pricks of
We have to wear them all night. Oh, no. I also love that he says, because I'm alive, you understand? He's already saying, yeah, so the things that I told you just now, you're the opposite of what I told you, though. You are these masks. I mean, well, he's handing them the masks that are them, that they just don't want to admit they are because they're all too of their own assholes. And it's a very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's poetically fun for sure, though... I think it's, if anything, it's more suitable now to address the uh, issues in the masks worn by uh, our social media presences and the masks worn by, you know, uh, the, our, our ability to disconnect from reality and pretend that the world around us isn't happening as long as it's not happening to us. But it, uh, yeah, in this, in this specific campiness, it applies to just these guys suck. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking Wilfred. If you take your mask off before midnight, you get a you don't get a dime. That's an interesting thing. I wonder if we could get that kind of uh agreement out of our government and our uh bosses. Oh, I w- honestly, if I could walk into work and they'd be like, "Hey, so you have to wear a you have to wear a mask for a whole four hours today at work." Wait, I wear a mask eight hours a day, five days a week now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that is that's another funny thing. Yeah, the whole idea of the mask. So they're so uncomfortable, they're so infeasible. But all the poor people have to wear one, basically, half of their w- week now just to live. That's actually a more interesting point that you bring up. What are masks that these assholes are wearing compared to uh, the masks that people have to wear in service economy? The people who have to pretend to give a shit about the most rude and the most ungrateful pricks like these guys in hopes that they give them the, the money that will keep them alive. Yeah, but the whole time, of course, unlike these people who are wearing masks for four hours to make millions of dollars, we wear masks for 40 hours to make less than a living wage. (laughs) It's all about uh, relative discomfort in the ecosystems you live in. (laughs) Captain of industry. Buried alive. I don't know why they'd be throwing a fit at, like, three minutes till. That just seems pointless. I know it's for narrative stakes, but... Oh, yeah, don't, don't fucking, uh... Show all your optimism at one day. (laughs) 
because you're miserable, cruel people. Oh, sorry, I stepped on his line. Admittedly, how long has this guy... When was the last time he saw these people? Uh, who knows? Probably not recently. They probably heard he was dying, and they're like, well, now's the time to go cash out. I like that he can hold this kind of grudge. He, I mean, he's a... I'm impressed. Uh, uh, I mean, I know he's a fictional character, because they don't exist in real life, but he's a based billionaire. Based... Again, doesn't exist in real life. Doesn't so. exist, but I like this guy. But of course, a twist no one could have seen coming. Enjoy yourselves, demons. Live the full life. Yeah, that death scene's a bit camp. Bit camp. Just a little <laughs> Just totally camp. convincing death. <gasps> Is he? Oh my gosh. At long last, he's dead good. Oh, no one could have seen this coming. <gasps> What's the matter with you all? Oof. <laughs> I mean, props to the 1960s makeup department. That's pretty good for 1960s Not bad, makeup. I'd say. Uh. You know what, though? I'll be honest. If I had to suddenly be transformed into, like, a caricaturally ugly person for a couple million, hundred million dollars, I'd probably take that deal. Yeah, I mean, like, for most people, I think you you're gonna look You're going to look really, really ugly, but you'll have more money than you could ever know what to do with. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I feel like people would mostly get over it. <laughs> I'll live. My vanity is not worth like, oh, wait, that much. Wait, you're telling me that I don't need to worry about, like, healthcare or any of that shit? Yeah, I'll be ugly. I already live with that shit. Like, yeah, my vanity is not worth that much to me. I mean, I'm not exactly a, I'm not exactly a great looking dude as it is, but you know, I like, not... I, I, yeah, I'll jump down from like, I'll jump down from like a five-ish to like a two if it means I have more money than I could ever possibly spend. For sure. Fancy house, nice life, or at least, you know, one that you can indulge yourself in. Oh no, what hardship they're being faced with. Tonight's tale of men the macabre and the max. On the Twilight Zone. (laughs) 
Okay, Way to go, Rod Serling. I don't know. I do like that you really don't aren't supposed to like basically any of the main characters in this episode. For real, I do enjoy Twilight Zone. I think Twilight that there, is, I think some that there is some kind of. There's a lot of value. There's a lot of value in what you see what is you see as normal, and I love the camp personally. I'm fucking super into the camp. Fair enough. Yeah, if you like uh, if you like camp, then Twilight Zone is definitely a worthwhile show. I've watched a few episodes, and I'm I'm not sure I can sell myself on the camp as well as Kyle can, but That's I still nice. definitely like the motifs and the uh, a general leftist agenda that most of the episodes seem to have, especially for their time. Yeah, and like even if this one, I think, is kind of on the nose. It it hits on uh, something that I think is actually so basic to capitalism that um, greed is the motivator. Greed is something that you always have to contend with. It's at the base of every single one of our decisions in capitalism. Like that's the point, right? That's their rational actor. And it's not what humans are meant to do. It's not what we're supposed to base our decisions on. We're supposed to base our decisions on what is good for the the people in our orbit, the people who we are connected to. Like, we've always been communal beings, and when we expose our greed and when we expose our self-centeredness, there's there's going to be that kind of vulnerability to turn into that kind of monster. The thing that this episode, maybe I'm looking too deeply into it, but it certainly feels like something that uh, you should just fear greed it's it's one of the most dangerous of our of our emotions as humans well i mean i don't even think greed is naturally inclined to be an emotion i think greed is something that we've kind of developed in the wake of uh, a society that has forced us to live uh separated from our fellow man on principle blame blame the other guy because otherwise you might actually you know work together and we can't have that going on otherwise we wouldn't be able to sell you on this economy of fear yeah it, it it does kind of require some buy-in. It is. I mean, I know it's a little on the nose, but like, it's it just seemed like a, this was a good choice of an episode in the wake of our current governmental system, where we've seen basically all all uh, the the Biden administration did was take the Trump administration and put on a nice-looking mask. Yeah, as opposed to this, where it's an ugly mask. Yeah, one where you kind of are taking off the 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 falsehood the veneer. that you live when you actually ha- are wearing your your normal human face. Oh, I mean that is the metaphor. Is you know, yeah. Once the greed corrupts Obviously. completely, then their human fa- their human faces actually match the way that they are as people. Which is you know, I mean literally what the show said was the point in the first place. I'm not being yeah. innovative here. They're <laughs> dropping it on you. They, they don't exactly hide any of the things. There's ambiguity in some of these episodes. This one's not so much. No, I do like... Uh, I will say this. I'm gonna, I said it before. Um, I think that if you're going to go watch one other random episode of Twilight Zone, The Man in the Cave is... Uh, really, really good. I, the only reason I didn't want to do that one is it seemed not as immediately relevant to our situation, but it's a lot more poignant in, in the grander scheme of societal... Uh, politics 
Yeah, that one's a lot actually more like you had mentioned earlier, kind of kind of Black Mirror, but only because it just directly deals with. Don't give the twist uh, away. Kind of. <laughs> well, I won't. No, but it directly deals with kind of how people deal with like a higher power. This was our watch long. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, good show. Definitely, like Kyle said, if you like that campiness, then watch all the episodes uh, of that you could, could possibly care to. I don't know what it is. I've been telling people worse and worse jokes in my life, and I feel like it's the same impulse that makes me really enjoy the camp in shit like this. I love how uncomfortable that is. It's so fun. I don't know why. I, I, it's a disease. Hey, I mean, it it, whatever brings you pleasure in this horrible, twisted world. Well, yeah. But yeah, we'll hope, we'll hope to see you uh, in two weeks for our Maslow episode, folks. And in the meantime, uh, as we always say, love and solidarity. Love and solidarity, y'all. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I'm told.